The blessings of Abraham rest upon your life. The blessings of Abraham rest upon your life. Mosa not she canyon, she canyon, she canyon. Mosa not she canyon, she canyon that it. Mosa not she canyon, she canyon, she canyon. Mosa not she canyon, Mosa not yet. Mosa not yet, 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 The blessings of Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. The blessings of Abraham, Abraham. Abraham, the blessings of Abraham, 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 the blessings of Abraham, 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 rest upon you now. When now? When now? These are not words for your natural body. These are words for your spirit, man. These are words of light. These are words of life. These are words from the kingdom. This is what's taking place in the kingdom. The blessings of Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. The blessings of Abraham are upon you now. The blessings of Abraham, Abraham, Abraham. The blessings of Abraham rest upon you now. Hallelujah. In the beginning, when it comes to a personal relationship, as a child of God, God introduced us to Abraham and his relationship with God. In order to have relationship, and God expressed that relationship due to Abraham's love for God, God considered him to be a friend. Abraham, a friend of God. To be a friend. Knowing how to be a friend. Not just a servant, not just a son, not just a daughter, but a friend. They say, what a friend we have in Jesus. Someone hit me up on Messenger. And honestly, I was nervous on who called me. This person never called. I say, Father, I would message them back. I don't you know, know what to say. I'm nervous to talk to this person. And I didn't answer. And I say, oh God, I can't do this. And the person called right back because God is merciful. If we out here witnessing, we cannot ignore. And the person called me. We were talking and they were crying. I couldn't understand what they were saying. And God used me and blessed them to impart what season it is for my life and say how much that God is using you, everything that you're saying on social media, all the videos, all the, the posts, the statuses. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm seeing. I, I need help. I need help. I don't want to live like this. I can't live like this. I can't live like this. And many people are being drawn to God through love. And many of them thinking they're being drawn due to fear. They're becoming afraid of God. But to fear the Lord is to depart from evil. Not to depart from evil because you are afraid of the Lord. There's a big difference, even though it sounds the same. God is not a big bad wolf to scare you. He's not having things to happen around you that are, you know, horrific to have or tragic to have you to think that that's how I'm going to bless you due to the tragedy. No, God wants you to know that there's trouble on every side, which is tragic. But yet, but yet you are not in despair. Yet you are not forsaken. Yet you are not struck down. Neither are you and not destroyed. 
Don't focus on the problem. And the person was at home from work for a week. I said, look at it from God's point of view. And this is what he's saying to me to say to you. First, let me thank you for blessing me. Because you thought you were calling me for me to give you a word. But you're actually giving a word unto me. Won't he do it? But let me release a word unto you from God. Everything you're saying, you are on the right page. You know what time it is. You know how serious it is. But you cannot panic. You cannot walk in fear because of what you see as an earthly reality, which appear to be a fact. But truth be told, on top of truth being told, God is greater. So if we know that, we should not have to panic or say words that we are in the last days because of the destruction that is happening. Yes, but it doesn't stop right there because that's sad news. The good news is that the whole earth is filled with the fullness of the glory of God. See, we always talk about the problem. We have to release the solution. Hallelujah. Because of one man, that's a problem. But because another man, we were made safe, that's a solution. Because of the cross, and the, you know, let me go all the way back. Because of the betrayal, that's bad. There was a crucifixion, that's good. And because of what we saw on the cru- due to the crucifixion, that's bad. But the resurrection, that is good. Hallelujah. And God had me to say, God is gaining your attention for such a time as this. Don't focus on your worldly anything. Just live unto God. And how do you do that? Spending time with God and stop focusing on what you need to stop doing. Because he never said stop doing it and then come. He said just come. And ain't nobody he cast any of us out. These are the words we have to release to people. Hallelujah. You'd be surprised how God use you or use others to bless you and whom he choose to use. Hallelujah. This is how God value himself in you so much, even to honor you by choosing to say, yes, God. That's a choice, even though you've already been chosen. It's so magnificent because here go God thinking about your name regarding that person because he heard their cry. He could use anybody he want. That's, there's people all the way around him. I mean, if you look at a radar, you see dots everywhere in a location. All those dots all around them. And God look all the way over here and grab you. Go bring them back to me. Go minister to them. Go sow, go sow some seed into their life. Sow some words. Some, some words of life. You know, some encouragement. Some inspiration. Into their life. I had no idea. God just said, Quenisha, get up there and say what I have you to say. You never know who, what, when, where, and how. God is going to send your way to be a blessing. And to be blessed, just be open and available. How do you feel today? I know it's much better than yesterday. I'm seeing more of my abilities. So my time in this bedroom is definitely at hand. I say, Father, I want to go downtown D.C. You know, every time I go down there, you are there. You are there. Hallelujah. It's so amazing. I know, guys, when God has us to go out and we be at a location we feel a little, you know, strange because we know what we're supposed to do. And we even know how to do because Christ is an example. 
but we looking like we go back and forth with our natural reality and heaven's reality, and we feel strange at the locations. Like, then we get nervous to be used. Like, ah, uh, it's time to pray. Is it time to? You understand? You know, we gotta go out and do this. I mean, we here now. We here now. Let's do what we do, guys. You gonna sing? You gonna minister? Let's do it. But everybody feeling the same kind of ways. <laughs> you understand? It been so many times before I got on the train. I, I was like, I gotta run to the bathroom, God. I'm just my stomach is just that nervous. I mean, the nerves are just that much in my stomach. I got to go. I got to get out of here. I'm I'm scared. <laughs> And my mother said to me, and people say, even you say to me, Q, you nervous? You was afraid? You? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. All you see is the increase. It had to come up higher. See, you were seeing it's being worked in the making. You didn't see when God first said, Q, get up on them trains. Not even aware that he's training me on the trains. And I received the word boldness. Bold. You're so bold. You're bold. You got to be bold. I got to be bold. But boldness don't happen overnight. It comes by lowering yourself every day. I had to lower myself every time I see the train coming. Oh, God. Three minutes. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Oh, God. God. And as soon as I get on there, good morning, everybody. Everything that's fearful. I'm trying to tell you. Everything that was fe- that, feel- that caused me to feel excuse My words were excited, man. Excited. Calm down. <laughs> everything. Oh, God. I need to give me a cake. It's fine. But everything that I was feeling, you know, all the emotions of nervousness, it all left. It left. It laughed every morning, but every morning I was still nervous. And I'm just not the person that's just so quick to run out and go and speak in front of a multitude, even though I'm so used to, so, so used to it. But God is reminding me how much it's all of him and not me, because Q is quiet. <laughs> and don't he do it every time? Won't he do it every time? Because it wouldn't seem like that, do it. It don't seem like I was ever quiet, do it. Or ever shy. Because that means I have grown. All you see is growth. People be so shocked. No, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to have you think that, oh, bam, Q was born boldness. Even though I am. But guess what? We got to go through those necessary steps. I love that I can relate to you due to my testimonies that God had me to release unto you. And it must be how he used me to do it. And God had me to tell that sister, you at home with God because God is at home with you. It's like in this season, you say a word and you turn that word back around. Because guess what? Everything work itself out for your good. The entire gospel is nothing but being brought back into its original state. You was lost. Now you turned back to be found. You understand? You was down. Now you up. You was this. Now you that. It, turn around, it turns around. You understand? It turns around. But it stays in that position. Because God's ways are permanent. But it's not forceful. But it's permanent. Hallelujah. I thank God for the opportunities to give a word and how God have me to, you know, I want to go, you know, I haven't been to, you know, these countries that I have connections to in a minute. And God had me to go back to Switzerland. I want you to go back. You got a bad taste in your mouth. No, you got to go back and see. You got to get a better perspective. You had a, you had a bad experience and you cannot get mad at anybody. Because everything worked out for your good. And I'm going to send you back at the right time. However, to do whatever. And let me tell you guys something. We all start from somewhere. I get many invites daily. But God don't have me to go to these places. No. 
Because some places are set up to try to cause you to fall. I have places to tell me that you can't wear pants. You can't cross your legs. That's for a man to do. All these different traditions. I was actually told you can't preach. You can only testify. I was asked to come to a church to testify. I know you I know you preach and you preach so good, girl. Oh my God. But you know, my pastor not having that because you're a woman. So you, you know, can you testify, you know, in a preaching sense? I say all the glory honor belongs to God. And they kept calling me. If you call me again, I can't say I'm gonna say never mind. God, your will be done, but just don't call me no more, man. <laughs> I notice when the fire of God come upon me, my voice gets deeper than what it actually is. And I have a deep voice, period. God, Jesus. But I went there, and when I got on there to give a testimony, I said, God, you get all the glory and honor. But as I, I'm going to be obedient. I was testifying. And the pastor never showed up. And I was just, and after the, I mean, through the testimony, you know, the people was wanting the word, and God used me to give a word. I preached. Don't try. I preached up something up in that congregation. They was like, do you have your own church? I mean, we can, we can go to your church. Nah, I ain't here to do that. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. You, y'all trying to get me beat up. You understand? Y'all been in this ministry for over 50 years. Y'all ain't, don't do that to me. Don't do that. Don't do that. You understand? And the pastor was stuck in traffic. I'm not letting him. He was stuck in traffic. I'm looking at the fact that won't God do it? He did. The answer is to won't he do it? Yes, he did. He did. Will he? Yes, he will. Because he did. And God blessed that man to walk in the door when I said, in Jesus' name. It was my turn to walk off. And he walked in when I walked off. I said, God, God, you something else. I love you, God. Yeah. I see another door. Wow. Hallelujah. God said, pull the knot. I mean, you know, pull it open. This is the first door I ever had to pull open. Usually the doors would be open, you know, and I walk through. It's a higher door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on now. Enjoy this. <laughs> Father, I love his life. Oh, God. Yes. And the world going to know that because we're supposed to love this life. God is being misrepresented. We can't try to scare people to the gospel. We can't try to convict people to the gospel, to condemn to the gospel. And we can't do it with, you know, a sense of us not knowing who he is to us. How you going to help me? You, you know, you looking all sad and you sound, you don't even believe in what you're saying. Hallelujah. People are following the God in you and they are watching while they're following. Don't have them to see. What Christ is not. Even with something like our attitude. God taking words out of our vocabulary. And he adding words that are originally supposed to be there. Like simple. We can't say words like simple when it comes to God. Like the simple things we forget. No. There are nothing simple. Because there is nothing simple when it comes to God. Everything of God is valuable. Because it's permanent. It brings life. Permanent. Everybody who ever lives are eternal. Your spirit can never die as a creation. Now how powerful is that? The flesh does, but you as a spirit man always live. You created to always live. Your mother giving birth, pushing out an eternal being. Always live. There's no end to you. It's into the natural things. The things that will perish. And God had me to say, you know, a powerful word. And they, you know, they received. Then the only encounter I had in somebody's church, they, I went there, I get, I'm trying to tell you, I get misjudged all the time. And not, I'm not using the word misjudged. Not even prejudge. Thank you, Father. Misunderstood. A lot of times, if not majority of the time. When someone or some people 
who invited me to speak or to pray. And when the other people come in, they'd be like, who, her? What's she going to do? I even had some people bold enough to say it to my face. You? You giving the word. <laughs> what you got to say? You just a baby. I already know been there and done that. Would you buy whatever you got to say? And here come God. Wisdom doesn't come with age. Experience does. Wisdom comes from God. It's the way how I talk. Because of my walk with God. I talk with confidence. Not with anger. Not with bitter. I talk what I live. And that's what draws people to us. How we live. How can I say things like this? And then I say, can y'all pray my strength in the Lord? I got a bad doctor's report. I got coronavirus. I got, you know, wrong, you know, my bank account on, on negative. But God is my healer. I got coronavirus, y'all. How does that even sound? So we have to develop what good is it if God just give us things without even building our character to become better? Then everything will be vain without patience. Because everything has to grow. Everything has to grow. Christ didn't have to be born in the kingdom. God has always created his son to remain by his side. But he had to put himself in a woman. He had to create a spirit, soul, and body for his son. And the only way you could come into earth that way is in the form of a baby. Because it has to grow. Hallelujah. And I love the fact that Every time God used me to give a word, it could be the first word I open my mouth up and say. They, they like, even some of their jaws literally look at me and drop. Whoa. I had no idea you had all that in there. This is how you know you're about to break through it because it gets more and more challenging. But it's not that you cannot bear it. So if you're feeling challenged, there is your breakthrough, you know, right before you. Your breakthrough is in store. Hallelujah. I can't tell you what God don't tell me. And I understand where Christ is coming from. Because we're not out to make God a liar. He's a God of truth. So if I tell you things from Quenisha's point of view, and you don't see it, then you're going to believe that Quenisha God is a liar. So I must represent him the way to be represented right. I can't say what he don't say. So if people come to me and say, if God say something to me, he always has something to say to all of us. It may not be what you want me to say, you know, God used me to say to you, but it's going to be something that he's saying to you. You might want me to say, oh, I mean, want God to use me, thank you, to say, yeah, go get that. And God's saying what he have for you, but he's not telling you what to do regarding it. Hallelujah. A lot of us ready to go and don't know how to even get ready. On your mark. A lot of us don't even know that we are marked. Get set. We don't even know how to even get, to even take. Go. And some of us are standing still or slowing down. We're supposed to be running fast by standing firm. Hallelujah. At one point, I was like, before my, you know, this development I've been experiencing, you know, I thought if I talk too much, you know, I don't want to keep talking. I don't talk much. Then I just realized through the growth, you're just a vessel. <laughs> You are available to be used however, whenever God wants to talk. Because it's not just words. 
demonstrations of his power. That's why I can't be moved off of views and likes and comments. God, no, I don't even care about that. But it's people that seem to care about that for me. I don't care. I care about being used. And because I keep my eyes off of myself, here comes a phone call out of desperation. I need what God just said to you to be said again. I just seen that video. God is talking right to me. We keep thinking about quantity when God is focused on the quality. I find myself writing more in this season. <laughs> God, I love it. <laughs> yes, Father. I'm going to tell you guys something. You doggone right. I'm excited for God to use me. You doggone right. You doggone right. I feel empowered to be powered to be empowered. You doggone right. I got my head up high enough been this high before my life. At the same time, I'm still humble. Never to ever boast. But I thank God. You darn right. I'm excited to be this fired up for the kingdom. You darn right. Can't no man tell me nothing. But God can. God is. God shall. So excited. I love how God turned everything around to his original state. He do everything. My hairstyles, my makeup, the colors, he pick out everything. Hallelujah. I'm an example. I'm an example. You are an example. I got to watch what I wear at specific places. It's not time to wear, you know, beach gear in a church, in church gear at a beach. God will have you to determine the times and what to do and how to do. Respectfully. Quenisha has to respect herself. I can't be out here showing cleavage. And then have women, women to know that they are women of virtue. I'm an example. If I do that, they're going to think it's okay for them to do it. And that's why God have, you know, great leaders. He will put great leaders in your path, even do prayer or in a spiritual encounter or a natural encounter. I had a spiritual encounter with Michelle Obama because she is definitely a model of a woman of virtue. From a mother to a wife. You understand? To a friend, you know, academically, socially, emotionally, spiritually, you name it. She can claim it unto the glory of God. And they never forget to mention the glory of God. But we have to know that we are the next generation under them. God put Monica the King's son in my path. On his birthday for his speech. On the day that symbolizes his birthday. Because birthday is, you know, actually a week away from the date of the, you know, it was. But anyway, his son was giving a speech about, you know, what his father did. And how he was using, how the changes are not where they're supposed to be. But it's not where they used to be. We got to be mindful. And I thank God. We got to be mindful who we are as a next generation. Because he's pretty much tagging us in his speech. Those who are under me, under my dad, you're it. Quenisha is it. You are it. You're it. You're it. Hallelujah. So God is showing Quenisha how to model God, in all that I do, as a mother, as a friend, as a everything. 
I cannot get impatient in the midst of impatience. I could be the 30th person in line. I got 10 minutes to be somewhere because of traffic. But this is how God set Quenisha up to be a model. Holy Spirit, by me being available to get up earlier and not on time. Get up an hour or two earlier. That's how I've always been. I go two steps further, Father, so you can see I'm ready. And there are some areas that God had to sharpen. Because when I had a, I had business cards, I said, okay, God, I got, you know, each one, each one titled on a card and my email, my name, and my number. And, you know, the church I go to, in case you want to be there, and the address, you know. God stomped that and stamped that. He stopped it by stamping it. When the thing is, I was like, God, each one, each one, I got to bring the people to my church. I got to bring them to my church. And I realized every time you use me to preach on the trains, I don't have enough time to, to talk about the church. And God said, I know, because you have all the time to talk about me. Let me bring them back to you and ask you, where do you go? Because many of us pass out flyers, and if we're not led to, they're just going right in the trash. Everybody not called to be under the same roof, you know, per se. But we still represent the same house. You understand? And God was letting me know, you could be spending 10 minutes out of that 25 minutes you have on this train trying to get people to come to your church where they're not even called to join versus just releasing me to convict, to convert, to have them to come back to you. Hallelujah. And many of them had their own churches. Many of them asked me to come and be, you know, in leadership in their churches. And many have asked, what church do you go to? I don't have many people try to, you know, prove who they are in their walk with me. I have people come to me, you know, I'm a pastor and I do what you're doing too. I've been doing this for years. Well, God bless you. That's good. You don't have to prove anything to me. So obviously God is using me to convict you. Because if you wasn't feeling convicted, you wouldn't even have to try to persuade me. What I already should know. Without walking in assumptions. You can't assume that people don't have God wherever you go. But they cannot assume that you don't. There are people prophesying who drink liquor like water. Because God searches the heart. Not the habit. Mm. Oh God, I felt that. Um, oh God. <clears throat> Mm, mm, mm. Writing down more things. <laughs> uh, heart. Oh, God. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, God. <clears throat> the devil going to try to send people as God sent people. But God sent people for them to prosper, for me to prosper. Satan sent people to destroy. So if it's disrespectfully, if it's negatively, don't receive it. Hallelujah. But that don't mean that you disregard them. You just go to God regarding them in prayer. And God will show us what to do regarding the whole entire situation. Because there are some people disrespectful that's called to be, you know, walking with you, following you in your life. And some of them even permanently. You know, I have a sister who I met years ago who I really, really miss. She defriended me and everything. So angry at me. So angry at me. Because she was called to start a woman's organization for women to come together. And she kept having me to be her speaker every Friday evening. And when the women was like, y'all got to see this young girl. I'm trying to tell you. It, I mean, come on now. It don't make no sense how fat up this girl is. She is young. What you like, what, 20? What, what, 20, what? What you want in your 30s? I mean, what, I mean, how old are you? Because you look younger than what you actually are. And the thing is, people think I'm younger than what I actually am. But it doesn't even matter about any of that. It's God being seen and magnified in and through us. When we live unto God, we look better. We feel better. Because our lives become better. God would be your everything if you let him be. He's my everything. He tells me what to intake, what not to intake. Lay off this. Do more of this. Do that. Don't do that. 
Go this place. Don't go that place. Deny that. Receive that. So that. Wait for that. Enjoy this. You know? All the day long is like that. Now imagine that. How we live. Everything is what God. Messiah. Everything is what he wants. How he want it. And that's why he had me to say Abraham. Because even though Abraham made some mistakes. That was the beginning. But with the name change. Whoa. Everything was unto God. For God to say get up and go. And you go. Come on somebody. And she was so angry at me. She was like this is how it started. You have to do this women's conference for me. I'm not called to do no women's conference. I can't do it without you. It's not me who you need. It's God. No, no, no. I know it's him. But he's using you. You're powerful. People aren't coming for you. No, they're not. They're coming for God. And she just kept doing that and kept doing that. And it kept building up. I keep telling you the same thing over and over. And I'm patient with my telling. But she was going to stop the conference because God said not to go anymore. All he had me to do is show you the way. I've shown you. Now you know what to do. You can't think that you can't do it because I'm not there. I'm not your God. I'm not your Lord. And you're doing that unaware. She kept saying, it would not be good. She just kept yelling at me. It would not be good if you're not there. I'm not doing it if you're not coming. Look, woman. Look, woman. Stop being a leech. That was God speaking to me. Q wouldn't have said nothing like that, being a leech. Come on. I wouldn't even say that. I would have said, look, chill out. Stop being a leech. Stop trying. And what do a leech do? It sucks. It feeds off of somebody else's things. It sucks the blood. It attaches itself and sucks all the blood it can. And it grows as it's sucking. But the thing is, God wants you to know that you are growing without that person or what they have. Because I want you to know that I also have the same things available for you. Love is not found in Quenisha. Even though I am using Quenisha. I also have love for you. I also have peace and joy for you. Stop going to Quenisha to drink and eat. She's not the well. How many people think that you are their well? And how many people want people to want to be, I mean, want people to want to consider them to be a well? I said, God, I know what you call me by name, but can I still go ask Quenisha? Thank you. I'm just that humble that it doesn't even matter to me. No, it doesn't. But my name is my name. My title is my title. My anointing is my anointing. I said, I don't care about it. I don't care about the motives regarding it that's coming towards it. People seem to care so much about, you know, motives. And not the motion. You know, the demonstration. The action. And she got so pissed off. Oh, okay. No, not take it that way. But God called you to do. She never talked to me, never answered the phone. I called her. I was like, hey, how you been? I haven't heard from you. You okay? I'm all right. Thank you for calling on me. I'll call you back. You and your feelings. When Paul, excuse me. All right, Paul. <laughs> he said, oh, I talk about my title. I'm claiming my title. <laughs> Paul said, I have prepared well for my title. You call me Apostle Paul. Okay, Apostle Paul. Oh, God. <laughs> when Apostle Paul... And Barnabas, which is a great friend of Paul, came to a disagreement, and they really disagreed. But it's not in a sense for us to interpret that he was angry. They were angry. They had a falling out, and they departed. 
You can't have a falling out in the park as an apostle and think you can preach the good news. They didn't do that. We interpreted things to be in our way, and it's always the natural. And the natural is not God's way. It's the spiritual sense of it, the spiritual side of it. They disagreed about John Mark because he wasn't found faithful on the second commissionary trip. I just say commissionary. Missionary trip. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when they was commissioned. Commissionary. I like that, too, though. I really like commissionary. Uh-huh. <laughs> because he wasn't found faithful. You weren't even around. We needed you, Mark. John. John, Mark. We needed you, John. You weren't around. You left us hanging. As a disciple, you left us hanging. God calls to go to a country or go even to the next neighborhood. And all y'all are supposed to go in a group. And the person that y'all needed to all can group up and go out and do whatever God have you to do. Knock on doors, whatever. Pass out flies, whatever. And that person ain't there to help that other person. What's up with that? What's up with that? Now what could have caused you not to show up? You were afraid, man. We don't walk in fear. You wait till it's time for us to go out and minister. You went with us the whole way there. Job, they, they traveled the whole way there. And got there, you ditched out on them. So Paul, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, thank you, Paul, had all the audacity and the right to say what he said. I think it's best, Barnabas, that he don't come on this second trip. I mean, on the next trip. Because the second trip, I mean, you know, look what he did. And I can imagine John right there listening to him. Because he's right there in the midst of him. Looking at them going back and forth. And he probably copping a plea. But you know, Apostle Peter, I mean, Apostle Paul, I won't do this this time. Barnabas, like, yeah. I mean, he's a man of God. I mean, he was afraid. I mean, give him a chance. Apostle Paul, like, nah. I can't take no more chances. And for Paul to feel, Apostle Paul, to feel that way, it must have been a very, very challenging. You understand? Assignment. Because if it wasn't that challenging, it wouldn't have been that serious. And Apostle Paul made it that serious. You can't go with us this time. That means that you was really needed. And you wasn't there. And we can't chance that no more. We need somebody to be reliable. I could be reliable. John had to be saying, I, I could be reliable. Give me a chance. Come on. Come on, Apostle Paul. I'll give me a chance. I got you. I got you. I won't do it no more. But I was like, yeah, listen to him. Listen to him. Nope. Final answer. Mm-mm. All right. I'll take him then. Barnabas said, I'll take him. I'll take him with me. You take Silas with you. Let me tell you how powerful this is that God is sharing with me. Holy Spirit is sharing me right now. I just received a revelation about this testimony. Because it took for it to be Silas and not to be John to be in that prison. Mm -mm -mm. Holy Spirit, come on, keep talking. Because if John dished out the last time, imagine what would have happened when Paul was beaten and put in prison. John would have ditched out on him. And that would have caused the guard and all those who receive salvation would never be able to see salvation because Paul, Apostle Paul, would have been there by himself. And he knew, due to a spirit man, Holy Spirit. See, it wasn't Paul, Apostle Paul, to say, no, you're not coming because I just don't trust you. I don't want you to come. No, God spoke to Apostle Paul because as an apostle, you can only say what God say. And God is saying, you can't come this time because I'm up to something higher than where you were before. Then if you're going to fall right there, then you're going to fall up here. You're not ready to come up here. So you can't go where I'm sitting, Paul. 
It's going to take somebody that's sturdy. I mean, excuse me. That's, that's uh, you know, firm. Not sturdy. Planted. Solid. Serious. Sold out. Childish ways behind. Fearless. Bold. That much of honor. That's honoring to get, you know, to be physically persecuted. And we cried about spiritual persecution. They was physically and spiritually, emotionally and mentally persecuted. So harshly. Done nothing wrong. Just helping people. And being beaten. And they made sure they beat them real good with rods. I mean, they beat them, beat them. Imagine getting beaten for something you did. And we cry when our parents beat us. For what the things that we did do. So imagine getting beat so harshly for something that you didn't do wrong. Look how pissed off we get to defend ourselves. Or offended we become when somebody accused us of something we didn't do. And they was being accused. And what would John would have done? See, God saw the persecution. It was too great for John to endure. So you can't come with Apostle Paul. You got to go with Barnabas. And what happened due to those beatings? They was in jail. All of a sudden, there goes a sound. That set them and loosed them free. The guards were so, the guard was so afraid that they had an opportunity to get out of there. And he was responsible, my God. And here go Apostle Paul. We are all here. Not just me. Not just Silas. But all the other prisoners too. And imagine them seeing a season, a season excuse me, seeing an opportunity to get away. To get away. And here go Apostle Paul, uh-uh, God is up to something good. You ain't going anywhere. Sit down. You can't go anywhere. It's glory to be fulfilled. Imagine that. I mean, you know, if you're a criminal and you got an opportunity to get out of prison, <laughs> and you know you ain't got no, you know, you're going to you leave. Especially if you got years. No, we are all here. We are all here. He didn't say, I'm here. Me and Silas here. No, we are all here. God was there to not just bless the entire, you know what I'm saying, situation. He was there to elevate and to bless that guard. Because God needed that guard to be changed in order for change to be in the atmosphere regarding the children of God. So if the guard is changed, then now you know what to do and how to do regarding those who are being persecuted for the same thing that you are now under. Like when it comes to, sometimes we think God coming to the people around, God going straight to the bullseye. Right at the, you know what I'm saying? Target. And God could come in any way, shape, or form. And a person that's higher over this entire country in office is the president. And so we got to keep the president lifted. Because if he's under the laws of God, Due to grace and not the laws of man due to circumcision and behavior negatively and that you understand for the people because God's people are in this country as well so God would to make sure that things be met be best for his children in order for that to happen you have to come away with me hallelujah that was God's idea for the stimulus. That was God's idea. 
Wouldn't nobody think to do that, giving out free money every other month, every six months or however it came? You didn't give it out tax child credits? Unemployment with extra money on top of it due to the pandemic? The former president before him would have never done that. He's the one who's the cause of it. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Got to find the whole world and apologize for something you knew a year ago. And chose to sweep it under the rug. Knowing that it was going to be, you know, tragedy upon tragedy. You are responsible in that office. Your responsibility is to protect the people in the lab. And you did the complete opposite. But I thank God because of one man we were made righteous. Other than the man that we were made sinners. And what did that guard say? What must I do to be safe? Because many of God's people were being persecuted in the prisons. So now if God reached the guard, they'd be able to endure the punishment. Because it won't be as horrific. Because they was going above and beyond. They was doing too much. It's like, for example, you breaking the law. A police officer. like police, It's pretty much police brutality. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They was doing police brutality. They didn't have to beat them. Like, they didn't have to beat them at all. They just locked them up. You didn't have to beat them. So in order for that to be stopped, you must be saved. In order for you to be saved, I must get somebody who's going to be strong and firm and will not ditch out on Paul. For it's a powerful thing I'm about to do. And it cannot be with John. Because they just spoke in front of a crowd and John ditched out. So imagine being persecuted and jailed and chained. John, I mean, not John. God is not going to see us worse off than where we are. So he might have to sit you down by sending you somewhere else, baby step you till you become mature to be what you actually, who you, excuse me, who you actually are. Hallelujah. And I thank God. I thank God that his ways are higher than ours. And I thank God that Apostle Paul had a heart to hear from God concerning that missionary trip. Because you couldn't have taken Paul. You couldn't have taken, even taken Paul. I mean, taken, you know, John. You took the right person, Silas, because he stood right there beside you the entire time. And we can't do that with other people either. When God called us to do things, we ditch out on them. We can't do that. Somebody even have you to minister somewhere, and at the last minute, I can't go. I'm not going to be there. And something else came up, or don't even answer the phone while they're calling. Even ditching out is being late when you can be on time. Come on now. Even though you show up, but you show up late. Not even aware what could have happened if you were on time for the time that you was absent. If you can help, if I can help. So I thank God so much for using me during this time. Lord, continue to use me. I thank you that the ministry, the words are increasing. Have your way. Have your way. I love you, Father. Thank you. Thank you so much. And all of this goodness, this fullness of your goodness, comes in your presence. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you.